Hello, my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast. It is Tuesday, October the 26th, and wherever you are, whenever you are listening to this, I wish you God's grace, God's life, God's goodness. Uh, I wish you God's embrace surrounding you today. Huh? Um, gorgeous fall day here where we are in the Diocese of Green Bay. Uh, if you are new to this, Thanks for joining. Every Monday through Friday, I, Joe Zenk, a lay minister, 30 years uh, as a full-time lay minister in the Catholic faith, uh, read the gospel of the day mostly, and uh, and then just kind of make some comments on it. Sometimes those comments are extensive. Sometimes they're less than so. And today we will be breaking open Luke chapter 13, verses 18 to 21. Now, if you want to follow along, Feel free. We generally, not always, but generally, use the uh, the the regular version that uh, we use, uh, the new A, the NAB, which is the New American, um, yeah, that we use during scripture or during uh, masses and things like that. Uh, and I get my readings from the USCCB website. So if you want to follow along there too, but Luke thirteen eighteen to twenty one, Jesus uses pretty familiar images uh, today with what the kingdom of God is like. So let's break that open together, shall we? A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said, What is the kingdom of God like? To what can I compare it? It is like a mustard seed that a man took and planted in the garden. When it was fully grown, it became a large bush and the birds of the sky dwelt in its branches. Again, he said, To what shall I compare the kingdom of God? It is like yeast that a woman took and mixed in with three measures of wheat flour until the whole batch of dough was leavened. My friends, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So again, pretty familiar stuff, isn't it? Uh, now, here's the question that just came to me while I was reading that. If somebody had come to you today, maybe they still will, and they say to you, my friend, you claim to be a follower of Jesus Christ. What is the kingdom of God like? How would you answer that question? How would I answer that question? You know, easy to use Jesus' words, right? Sure, let's, let's use the, the mustard seed imagery. Let's use the, the yeast and three batches of wheat flour, huh? But what would our words be? What would it look like? Image that just came to my mind, just as I was saying this, was um, a dance. You know how you, and, and this is, has never been me, and so I'd be sitting on the sideline watching someone, but when like a waltz is playing or something, and you see a couple just beautifully gliding across the floor, looking effortless, effortlessly, but looking just in sync, and in its wake, I mean, you just see the beauty of what that's like. Yeah, that's a good image for me. The kingdom of God is like that. 
because it's our yes, right? And God is the one leading, but it doesn't look like that. It, it looks like one fluid motion. It looks like two people as one, right? But it looks beautiful, and beauty is left in its wake. And we know it when we see it, right? I just said that yesterday. We know it when we see it. And, and there's just something about that idea and image that's like, that's so gorgeous. Look at how those two are one. Well, there's a tangent I didn't expect to go on. But, you know, again, that's, that's just my image and, and maybe not a good one. Certainly, certainly not complete. But you know what? Neither are these images that Jesus gives complete. Hence, he, he gives two of them. And I, I suspect he could have given many more because the kingdom of God is always beyond our grasp. It's always beyond our vision. It's always beyond our reach. Um, and so we add to it, right? So, my friends, if somebody came up to you today and asked you, what is the kingdom of God like? How do we answer? Paul reminds us we have to be quick, right? Quick with a, a reason for our hope. Quick with a reason for, for our faith. Quick with a reason for why we live as we live. Well, so what would be our quick response to what is the kingdom of God like? So let's look at what Jesus answered, huh? To what can I compare it? It is like a mustard seed that a man took and planted in the garden. When it was fully grown, it became a large bush, and the birds of the sky dwelt in its branches. Now, if we were to have this parable in Matthew or, Luke, or, or, or Mark, right? Because you know the synoptics, uh, which means sameness. Those three Gospels, they're very similar uh, because they both use, Matthew and Luke use Mark as its uh, core, and then other sources as well. But they have this, uh, this parable. And, and I think it's Matthew. It may be both and, Mark and, and Matthew. should have done research before, but I didn't. Uh, say, you know, it is the smallest of all seeds, the mustard seed. But when, it, uh, when it's grown, even the birds of the air come. And, and Luke uses that image too. The birds of the sky dwell in its branches. That this thing that is the smallest of all grows into this large bush or large tree that even the birds of the air come and find home. They make home. They make their nests there. That it, that it is a place of life, right? A place of dwelling. Uh, a place of community. Love that image. Again, he says, to what shall I compare the kingdom of God? It's like yeast that a woman took and mixed in with three measures of wheat flour until the whole batch was leavened. And the truth be told of these two images, this is the one I like even better. I have never seen a yeast. I mean, I, I know we buy it at the grocery store. I've put it, you know, and this says more about me, I suppose, than you need to know. But I, Renee and I used to, to make uh, homemade beer and I used to, you know, have to leaven it. You have to, to put the yeast in because that's what ferments it, right? And lets it grow. And, and creates the alcohol within. And so I put it in there, but, but all I see is just a little, I don't know, what looks like a little mustard seed, I guess, on that level. But the yeast, I, I mean, it's not like, hey, here's one yeast. I'm sure that there's 
tons of yeast or whatever in there. It's, it's like, you know, on a cellular level that I can't see. But I know what, the, what it does to the dough. And, I, and I've used this word before, and I love this word. It infects it. It infects it. Until every measure of that dough is infected with whatever this, this being, this thing, this element is, it's, it's infected and it, and it comes alive. And we see the growth, but, but we don't see it right away, do, do you? The watch pot never boils and nor does a, a, a batch of flour or dough. It, it rises at its pace at, and in unknown ways. And we only see it by going back to it. And we can see the difference. And then we go away again and we see it again later and it's even more. Boy, oh boy. We live in a, in a society today that likes things fast. Not just our fast food. We like answers fast. We like to get places fast. We like to, to understand. We like to, yeah, I don't know, get to the end of projects or, or whatever it is. We like to get there fast. But that's not the way of God. That's not the way of Scripture. That's not the way of, of the Spirit. The way of the Spirit is one where we have to take that smallest of all seeds and plant it in the ground. And it needs to take time of being fallow. It needs winter times where it simply is, is lying there before the sun and the nutrients can, can get it on the nutrients and the sun's own time. And then it grows and it does so much of that growing underneath the ground before we even see it. And even then, when we see it, how much longer does it have until it grows into this large bush or tree where birds of the sky can come dwell? Brothers and sisters, if you are sitting here today and you are saddened and you, and you are, are filled with discouragement, despair might be too strong of a word, frustration, that the person that you want to be, that you're inviting God to make you into, to form you into, that it's not happening at your level, this is your day. Brothers and sisters, I remind you that the Spirit of God is the Spirit of God. It is yeast. It is that mustard seed. And here's what I know. I know that once that, that batch of dough has been infected with the yeast, it will rise. It's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of time. But we have to allow that time to happen and take place. And, and what do we do within that fallow time? Do we, do we allow God to be what God needs to be in God's time? Or do we get frustrated that, that it's not happening on our time. And if that's the case, what is going on within us that we need it done on our time? I mean, because this isn't about us, is it? Isn't it about 
when God needs it to be and, and what God needs it to be. I'm going to read something by Telhar de Chardin. It is so good, but, it, but it's appropriate to today. And it's, it's uh, oh, these are his words. I wish they were, I was wise enough that they were mine. But he says this, Above all, trust in the slow work of God. We are quite naturally impatient in everything to reach the end without delay. We should like to skip the intermediate stages. We are impatient of being on the way to something unknown, something new. And yet it is the law of all progress that it be made by passing through some stages of instability, and it may take a very long time. And so I think it is with you. Your ideas mature gradually. Let them grow. Let them take shape themselves without undue haste. Don't try to force them on as though you could be today what time, that is to say, grace and circumstances acting on your own goodwill will make you tomorrow. Don't try to force them on as though you could be today what time will make you tomorrow. My friends, once the dough has been leavened, it will grow. Once the seed has been planted, it will grow. Once the egg has been fertilized, it will grow. And it will grow to the end toward which it is made, toward that egg and, and sperm fertilizing, toward a human being or, or whatever animal that is, toward the, the yeast allowing that batch of dough to, to rise and be leavened for the bread that we will eat, partake in and we will be eating or that seed to grow into that mustard tree or that oak or that maple or whatever it is, that cedar. It will happen and it will make of itself only, only, again, I'm, I'm looking at Chardin, don't try to force them on as though you could be today what time will make of you tomorrow. I cannot be bred today. Today I'm merely in that middle stage, and that middle stage, that Holy Saturday, as I say, it can take a long time. And that's okay. And that's okay. Here's the other thing I'll say. This is not just about us as individuals, is it? It's also about the communities. Brothers and sisters, what is the kingdom of God like? People may ask us directly, and, and it's important, I think, that we have an answer, but people may also just watch us and look. One of the things I read as I was um, preparing for this gospel today is it talked about how, you know, um, in Africa, uh, this certain organization, when they were trying to uh, take the word of God to a new village that hadn't heard it yet, they didn't send missionaries in with books and tracts and, and movies or whatever it is to try to, to proclaim the Word of God. What they did is they sent in a Christian family that lived it, that lived the gospel in a new way. 
And that's what attracted people. And that's how that seed, that slow, right? Because that would be a slow work of God. That slow growth of the gospel being spread in that town would happen. Brothers and sisters, we are the salt of the earth. We are the light of the world. And that may take a long time for that growth to happen, but people are looking at us. Remember when we talked last Friday about the signs of the times, right? That we have to read what's going on in the world around us and where that will be. Also, I think it's important that we read those signs within ourselves as individuals and as families. No, we're never going to be perfect. So don't just focus on those signs that are not of God. You know, because that's that voice we hear so often in our head. We call that shame. You know, don't just focus on that. We've all got it, brothers and sisters. We all carry that baggage. No, my point is, maybe more often than not, we're living that forgiveness. Remember I said, look at these. These are the signs that God is present. Forgiveness or abundance or joy or healing or somebody being unbound or some being being able to see all of a sudden or a life that is happening where life wasn't before or goodness right or 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 you know this sacrifice so that another may live you know we know we know god when we see god we know god's presence and if we can see that brothers and sisters in ourselves more often than than we see these other things then we praise God for that. And I appreciated something Father Carl said this weekend. He said, listen, you know what? It was during his homily and it was, it was responding to the gospel, but he's saying, everything up to now doesn't matter. What matters is this moment now. And, and from here on out, our yes. Brothers and sisters, we may be frustrated with the growth that we as individuals or we as a family or we as a couple or whatever that looks like have been up to this point. But Nothing matters, but this moment matters. This moment, today matters. And it's simply our opening up so that seed can be planted within us, that egg can be fertilized, that yeast, that, that dough, that batch of dough can be, can be leavened. And then it only grows to one point. grows slowly. And maybe it's an inch at a time, an inch at a time. But that's the slow work of God. And we can't make it any quicker, nor do we need to, because then it's about us. This isn't about us. But here's what I know. It'll go there, and I'm going to quote Isaiah chapter 55 now, starting at verse 10. Yet just as from the heavens the rain and snow come down and do not return there until they have watered the earth, making it fertile and fruitful, giving seed to the one who sows and bread to the one who eats, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but shall do what pleases me, achieving the end for which I sent it. Brothers and sisters, that's us, man. We're the land. God does the planting. God does the seed, the growing. God does the, the, the fertilizing and it shall not return until it becomes that which it needs to grow into and, and accomplishes the end toward which it was sent. We just have to keep saying yes and trust and be patient. Above all, in the words of Tellard, trust in the slow work of God.
Let's pray. So we begin as we begin all things, brothers and sisters, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The second joyful mystery, the visitation. Mary goes and visits her cousin Elizabeth. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those most in need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. And tell Hardé Chardin, pray for us. My friends, bless you. Be well. And I look forward to us breaking open more of God's word together again tomorrow. God's peace.